She lifted her fingers to her cheek, felt the sting. That's enough, Julia. She can't hear you. She's doing it on purpose. She knows I have a big audition today. You have an audition? For Michael King Solving's new movie. He's in town for the film festival, and he's agreed to audition some local talent. That's great. Dad set it up. Cindy forced a smile through tightly gritted teeth. You're doing it again. Julia mimicked her mother's strained expression. If you're going to go catatonic every time I mention Dad... I'm not catatonic. The divorce was seven years ago, Mom. Get over it. I assure you I'm well over your father. Julia arched one thin eyebrow plucked to within a hair of its life. Anyway, they're looking for an unknown, which probably means every girl in North America will be up for the part. Heather, for God's sake... Julia shouted as the shower shuddered to a halt. You're not the only one who lives here, you know. Cindy stared toward the thick, cream-colored broadloom at her feet. It had been less than a year since Julia had decided to move back home with her mother and sister after seven years of living with her father, and only because her father's new wife had made it clear she considered their 5,000-square-foot lakeside penthouse too cramped for the three of them. Julia had made it equally clear to her mother that her move home was temporary, one born of financial necessity, and that she'd be moving into her own apartment as soon as her fledgling acting career took off. Cindy had been so eager to have her daughter back, to make up for the time missed, the years lost, that even the sight of Julia's unruly dog peeing on the living room rug did little to dampen her initial enthusiasm. Cindy had welcomed Julia back with open arms and a grateful heart. The door to Heather's bedroom opened, and a sleepy-eyed teenage girl in an oversized purple nightshirt spotted with tiny pink hearts squinted into the hall. Delicate, long fingers pushed several tendrils of loose brown curls away from the slight oval of her Botticelli face, then rubbed at the freckles peppering the tip of her upturned nose. What's all the racket? she asked as Elvis jumped up to lick her chin. Oh, for God's sake! Julia muttered angrily when she saw her sister, then kicked at the bathroom door with her bare feet. Duncan, get your bony ass out of there. Julia, mother. Duncan's ass is not bony, Heather said. I can't believe I'm going to be late for my audition because my sister's moronic boyfriend is using my shower. It's not your shower. He's not a moron. And he's lived here longer than you have, Heather protested. A huge mistake, Julia said, looking accusingly at her mother. Says who? says dad. Cindy's lips formed the automatic smile that accompanied each mention of her ex-husband. Let's not get into that right now. Fiona thinks so, too, Julia persisted. She says she can't understand whatever possessed you to let him move in here. Did you tell that pea-brained twit to mind her own goddamned business? The angry words flew from Cindy's mouth. She couldn't have stopped them if she'd tried. Mom! Heather's dark blue eyes widened in alarm. Mother, really? Julia said, green eyes rolling back toward the ceiling. It was the really that did Cindy in. The word hit her like an arrow to the heart, and she had to lean against the nearest wall for support. As if eager to add his opinion, Elvis lifted his leg into the air and peed against the bathroom door. Oh, no! Cindy glared at her older daughter. Don't look at me. You're the one who swore and got them all upset. Just clean it up, 
I don't have time to clean it up. My audition's at 11 o'clock. It's 8.30. You have an audition? Heather asked her sister. What for? Michael Kinsolving's in town for the film festival, and he's decided to audition local talent for his new movie. Dad set it up. Cool, Heather said, as Cindy's lips curled again into a frozen smile. The bathroom door opened and a cloud of steam rushed into the hall, followed by tall, skinny Duncan Rossi, wet black hair falling across playful brown eyes and wearing nothing but a small yellow and white bath towel and a large, lopsided grin. He quickly ducked into the bedroom he'd been sharing with Cindy's younger daughter for almost two years. Of course, the original deal had been that he occupy the spare room in the basement, an arrangement that lasted all of three months. Another three months were spent denying the obvious that Duncan was creeping up to Heather's bedroom after Cindy was safely asleep, and then creeping back down before she got up, until everyone finally...